0: Hi everyone, welcome to Stump the Guru podcast with your host, Ari Galpa, the world's number one authority on trust based selling and the creator of Unlock the Game. This monthly podcast will bring you guests from virtually every industry unrehearsed to try and stump Ari with their most difficult sales challenges. This podcast is for business owners, financial advisors, entrepreneurs, and sales executives. The guests in this show have only one goal in mind, to stump Ari. And Ari has one goal in mind, to overturn the notion of selling as we know it today by building trust between buyers and sellers. Hello, everybody, and welcome to Stump the Guru Guru Show. My name is Ari Galper, and I hope you're doing well. If you're new to the show, welcome. As you probably know, I specialize in trust-based selling. For the last couple of decades, been focusing in this special space, and we uh, have a deep understanding on how to build trust with people, not to do typical sales processes that we're used to, uh, to move beyond the no like, and trust model, and even at the point where uh, you can make the sale in one, one call, now call the one call sale, using our doctor-patient model. And so there's a lot behind all this, and if you know us and know our work well, you know that we're continuing to optimize and build up our body, work around this concept. And um, just to let you all know, my latest book called Trust in a Split Second is now available only at our website, uh, unlockthegame.com. We can grab a copy there, and also along with that comes a consultation, so there's a free book opportunity there. It's not digital. It's mailed in the mail. We pay for the stamps, put in the envelope, mail it to you like a real book, and uh, you have a chance to have a a consultation with us to help diagnose what your issues are and see if you want help with that or not. Um, But that book will really rock your world. It goes deep into the idea of not chasing people, uh, how to build trust with folks in a short amount of time, how to stop fact-finding and instead ask trust-building questions, which most people do by accident or from old conditioning, how to stop doing discovery meetings. Uh, instead, they'll do trust meetings. Uh, and so it flips the whole model on its head. So if you don't have that book yet, grab a copy, uh, trust in a split second. It's at our homepage, unlockthegame.com. You can't miss it. And below that are other books as well, which will fill you in on, on how to optimize your game, how to lift your game. I just finished a call with somebody who has been ingrained for many, many years in the old uh, sales model where he goes in meetings with a, with a deck, a pitch deck. He carries a bag in his hand. And I told them, walk in your next meeting hands-free. Just try it. Don't have any assumptions. Uh, have the one-call sale questions ready to go in your mind. Have a roadmap under your arm and really take it from there. Uh, when you understand this concept and you can no longer play, have to play numbers game anymore, it'll change your life. It has for many people now who've been us for 25 years. So uh, the theme today is this whole idea of, being compared to somebody else when you're being shopped. And I'm sure you know a lot of you on this call have probably experienced this before, where someone says to you in your meeting, we're also talking with other people as well, other advisors, other experts besides you. That comes from the fact that we're now in a commoditized uh, age where you no longer are your services unique, others offer the same as you, and people are now shopping online. They're searching, they feel like they're in control like in a shopping mall looking for a new product to buy and so the it always becomes an awkward moment when they say to you uh, I'm looking at a couple of their advisors uh, besides you usually we cut a bit defeated we say okay no problem let me know what you think afterwards we kind of let things go but I'm going to suggest to you something different and I'm gonna give you some language right now it's very penetrating very bold but uh really is not aggressive doesn't make some, doesn't make anyone feel uncomfortable but it gets to the truth Of their criteria of who they're gonna choose. So here's what I might suggest. When someone says you were looking at the field of people beside yourself, you can say, no problem. That makes sense. I'd encourage you to do that. That's a great idea. That diffuses the moment. Then you say this I'm just curious, what is the most important criteria that you believe is critical for you? in deciding and who best to work with? What's the one thing you're going to use to make that decision? And just sit back for a moment, put your fingers over your mouth so you don't keep talking, and listen. It's probably the first time anybody has ever challenged them with that question. And it forces them to think about what is the most important criteria they're going to choose with someone. Now, in most cases, if they're the, the ideal client for you, they're going to say, someone we can trust. And then you can say, that sounds good. Is there anything in the back of your mind that you're not comfortable with or have questions about that would allow you to feel more comfortable about what we talked about today? What might be missing in the back of your mind? So this gives you a chance to really challenge your thinking and have the buyer for the first time make it a priority to decide what will be the one thing they're going to use to decide who to hire. And that re the dialogue again and uh, gives you a chance to really build that trust again so use that nugget and there's a whole bunch more of these uh this languaging tied to scenarios in my uh Blood plus second book which you get now at UnlockTheGame.com. So so uh, we're going to open the show and see who we have back there who may have a question for me and uh we'll start with uh whoever's there steve uh let us know who we have today All righty. Oh, let me make this a little bigger for us. Here we go. Happy February, everybody. Valentine's Day and all these good things that are happening right now. So I'm going to bring on my Valentine for this year, Sam. Uh, So Sam, if you could let everybody know a little bit about yourself and your business and uh, your question for Ari, please.
1: Yeah, thanks, Steve. Thanks, Ari. I'm in the business coaching space, so I help a lot of clients uh, remove the roadblocks that hold them back from advancing their business. Uh, One of the questions I wanted to ask you, Ari, was around the traditional lead generation of leads coming from a website. Uh, One of my clients has sort of experienced this. So I know that you've been a big advocate of uh, having pre-positioned before the sales call uh, with setting some kind of trust asset or some kind of material so that they get a sense of who you are. And when they come to that call, this call is not about me. It's about the client. So by virtue of that trust asset, that's already taken care of. Here's the challenge. Someone goes to a website. They might look at it just briefly. They get a bit of a gist of what the company is about. They fill in the optimum form and they schedule a consultation. And the consultation would be around, you know, whatever. See if they're a fit or whatever, you know, whatever the enticer is on the web page. Now, when people start that conversation, I know that uh, my instructions normally start with make it all about them, take a step back, bring it to their world. How do you deal with the fact that these people that come on the call don't really know much or anything about the supplier and their natural tendency is to want to interject and say, well, tell me what you guys do. I saw you on the website. Can you tell me a bit about what you do? Now, I know that as soon as I would fall into that trap or my client would fall into that trap, then all of a sudden they're, you know, they're on the back foot. So has that sort of given you some perspective as to what I'm... Sort of the uh, situation, yes. and
0: yes, it's and... it's the moment that happens a lot with experts and advisors hmm. who meet with someone for, for the first time and don't have a structure or framework for how to keep the ball in their court. Yeah. So in that scenario, when someone says to you, who's not well prepared in advance, and says to you, you know what, you know what, what do you guys do? What can you do for me? How are you different? All those crazy questions. Uh, what you do is you let them know specifically. Not a sales pitch on your company or your services, but you basically summarize in a quick sentence what is the one or two core problems that you help people solve. So if they say, so what do you guys do? What you'd say is, well, we specifically help people solve this, these two issues, issue one and issue two, to hold them back from success, if it's okay with you may I ask you a few questions about yourself to understand more context to your situation and what you're trying to work on? And then we can take it from there. Would that be okay with you, Mary? Yeah, great, Harry. So you you see what I just did there?
1: Yeah. You're giving them something, so you're not shutting down the question totally and letting them feel that they're not heard. Um, So you are giving them something, which is essentially the problem you solve. And then you're you're gently putting it back to them to open up and then
0: start the conversation like that. Right. Because see, that question to you is a prompt prompting you to start selling. Yeah. Start doing a sales pitch. <clears throat> That's yep. what these buyers are programmed to do from over the many, many years of all the salespeople out there trying to pitch and sell. That's the challenge, is they've educated these buyers to expect sales pitch. But yeah. When they get to your quote office, your clinic, Sam, you're a mm. doctor. You don't know how to pitch. You don't sell at all. You only diagnose problem. You're a problem-centric advisor. So you only discuss the problems you help people solve. Now, if they don't resonate with those problems, they clearly aren't a fit. You ex- mm. exit them out the door.
1: Yeah. So yeah. you always yeah.
0: got to anchor the entire process around the core problems that you solve because the irony of all this is they know what you do. They wouldn't show up if they didn't. They, they know you're a coach here or an advisor here. or so they It's not a surprise what you do. I'm sure they would not show up if you were a mystery. Yeah, <laughs> so yeah, yeah. so yeah. they're just playing the game that they know to play to protect themselves from being taken advantage of, which means mm. you have to answer yourself. From the top of that conversation going down the iceberg, so they can relieve themselves of knowing there's a process they're going to go through that's not going to contain a sales pitch where they can trust you and they can see that you're focusing on them and not you.
1: Yeah, yeah. I like that, Ari, because it enables me to answer their question, give me, give them some context, but I'm framing it with the way that the problems I solve. I don't tell them about how long I've been around, what I've been doing and all that stuff. It's just framing it around that. And then gently, back to them, and let's start off with that.
0: Here's the thing. They don't really care about you. Mm. Nothing personal, Sam. You're a nice Mm. guy. They don't really Mm. care about your business, how many years you've been in business, who your clients are. They they don't really care about that. They don't really care about even how you solve their problem. What they care about initially is this question in the back of their mind. Are you the one to solve my problem or not? Not how you do it. They're just going through the rote process they've been conditioned to do over the years by other folks who've been trained the opposite way of this way. And so now Mm -hmm. we're getting people coming our way who we have to reframe in a gentle bed with bedside manner, doctor approach to bring them back into a frame where they can relax, drop their shoulders and calm down, get centered Mm -hmm. and feel safe and comfortable with you that you're not going to use them for your purposes. You're going to simply identify their issues x-ray the problem help them see the gravity and the seriousness of it ask if it's a priority to solve or not and if it's not then no problem have a nice day if it is and mm-hmm. you onboard them from there
1: what, what if they're a little bit bullish and even though you say that you, you you open up with them and they tell you a little about it and then they jump back to you again and you know they say well how long have you guys been around for and, and they still here's what you you
0: say. Know. here's what you say john i'll be happy to answer all your questions for you every single one that you have in the back of your mind. I promise I will answer every question you have. Would it be okay first, if I can get the lay of the land, the landscape of your of your situation, the context for what you brought you here today. So I understand the inputs and outputs is what you're trying to solve. Then we can take it from there. Would that be okay with you, John? Yeah, that's beautiful. You gotta really keep turning it. things around, Sam, so they don't put the ball in your court. If you're listening to this call right now on my podcast, and you feel you're put in this position where your prospects are challenging you and you're having to jump through hoops to prove your value, something is wrong in your approach. Mm -hmm. Something was broken at the beginning of your process to allow that to happen. That shouldn't, you you ever go to a doctor and say to them, what school did you go to? Can I speak with some of your patients? Can I know what conferences you've been through last year? Can you show me some results of your cert? No. They don't ask those questions because the doctor immediately has a process he takes the patient through to help them get clarity on their own problem. And once you own this mindset and have the languaging and the roadmap for this, you'll never ever revert back to the old way of thinking and never have to do what I call a discovery call. I mean, mm-hmm. This word discovery is everywhere. And the problem discovery calls is it requires fact finding. Fact finding is not trust building. So if you're doing a discovery call, you need to end that immediately because what that is more is a are we a fit conversation? Do I like you? Do you like me? This process is not about a fit. This process is are they willing to solve their own problem and do they feel comfortable having you do it? Once you realize that concept, it tightens up the whole process so your sales cycle is shortened to less Mm -hmm. time and less follow-up.
1: Yeah, yeah. You know what I like about what you said before, Ari? I like the fact that you actually said, and, I'm, and I'll have to go back and listen to this on the show. You actually said, I'm happy to answer all your questions for you. Right? No problem at all. You, you sort of put me at ease by saying, look, we'll take care of all that at the right time. <laughs> at the moment, we don't really know if we have got anything to talk
0: about, you know. See what the real message there, Sam is, is this underlying the surface that it's this. Hmm. This call is not about me, my friend. Mm. I'm irrelevant here.
1: Yeah. yeah.
0: This yeah. call is about you. And I have no idea if I can help you, but I have to go take you through a diagnosis process. You're an x-ray to really see if you have a problem that I think I can solve for you. And I will not not assume that unless I really understand you first. Yeah. That's the flip. Hmm.
1: That's gold, Larry. That's gold. Can I ask one other thing on that same 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 line? So what happens if you're having that conversation and the person admits the problem, says, yep, you know, and even says to you, yeah, it's a priority, but they still want to go down the path of something, a related problem that's really in that what they're doing is that I don't really like this problem. I'm saying to you that I want to solve it, but deep down, I don't really want to change. So let's talk about something else. And maybe you might be able to help me with that something else but you know, in your mind, that something else is irrelevant until you fix the first one.
0: Well, I give them a chance first to say their truth and hear them out. That way you've got problem a expressed and problem B expressed. So they feel heard by you. Mm. Once they feel heard by you, then you can let them know what you believe the right sequence is to do in terms of which problem to solve first I get this all the time I get people who say to me Ari we need help with getting more ideal clients to our calendar we need more inbound leads to our business Mm. and what I discover is that they already have leads coming into the business they're just not converting many of them they're losing them in the conversion process and I say to them look before we can solve problem a have to solve problem b we got to solve the conversion problem first otherwise it makes no sense to pour more money and volume into your lead funnel if you got a hole at the bottom of your bucket so i know it's more it's sexier and more exciting to get more leads but i will not ethically teach you how to do that with more leads until you first fix your conversion problem because otherwise your hole in the bucket gets bigger and does not solve your problem yeah yeah. That's not what they wanted to hear, I promise you. Nobody wants to hear that, but when they hear it that way, they always say that makes sense.
1: Yeah, yeah. Perfect. And I guess if they resist that, then they're not really a fit for you anyway.
0: If they're not gonna do what the doctor says, yeah, there are other patients in the waiting room waiting to see the doctor. Yeah, <laughs> okay.
1: Yeah, yeah. It's so true. I love the way you said, I think it was on one of the other sessions or somewhere you said, if there is, if the, if the patient's resisting, then something's not right. <laughs> They're not a fit. Well, you didn't do the process. Right. So, yeah, yeah. Been so great.
0: look, let me tell you, let me say one last thing. Yeah, This whole idea of fit or not fit has been sold and been around for a long time. And a lot of professional advisors and experts in the world still think their initial meetings is about a fit the doctor doesn't say to you let's see if we're a fit today (laughs) okay you got to throw out the fit concept it's over it is dead because the fit forces you the model to get to know them better and then get to know you better which is not the goal the goal Mm. is to get to know their problems not to get to know them and for them not to get to know you, premature to the diagnostic process. So if you're being taught right now, or you grew up in the model of fit no fit on the discovery concept.